Hello and welcome to the RJ Lavanya show. I'm Lavanya and I'm chatting up today with an amazing music composer and producer. He has some fine songs as a singer too in his kitty. Kai awards inhone jeete hain and he's also been part of a prestigious national award winning film. Agar aapne Shankar Ehsan Loy, Ranjit Barot ya AR Rehman ke live shows dekhe hain to you would have definitely not missed this amazing keyboard player creating his magic on stage. He's also the composer of this fine jingle that you listen to as part of my show. Let's get ready now to go inside out into the world of Gulraj Singh. Hi Gulraj, welcome to the show. Hi Lavanya, I'm so glad we are doing this and uh, you know, we've been friends for all these years and it's such a pleasure that uh, I'm getting to be here with you on this fantastic show that you're putting together. So nice to see you. <laughs> Lovely to see you too, Gulu and uh, absolutely inside out chat with you today. Looking Lovely. forward to it. Looking forward. So let's begin with first um, what is the beginning of your journey of music where did you begin who were your gurus let's talk about that first both of my parents actually they are artists and uh, that's how they met actually they were uh, they were studying together in this uh, you know uh, the JJ school of art so they've been into fine arts and all and right. so what i mean to say is art was in a way you know in the family some of the initial encounters of me uh, you know with music i would say is uh, of course you know there was quite some music played being played at home mm-hmm. um my father would play pretty much all kinds of you know all different kind of uh, kinds of music so there there be uh, uh, punjabi folk music wow. and there was also obviously the you know the film music of that time mm-hmm. um ghazals and all that so i was uh, you know i was definitely exposed to quite some good music okay and uh, i remember that uh, i was really very young and there was this uh, harmonium that used to be kept at uh, my grandmother's house wow. uh, which belonged to actually one of my uh, one of my aunties and i uh, somehow would it was very fascinating for me you know to to go to that instrument and just explore i mean i was not really uh, i would just play it i mean i would just play a combination of some random notes, notes and i would just find immense pleasure out of it wow and probably when i look back now i think that th- probably they were my very initial days or you know composing you may say because hmm. you know i was just putting some random stuff together and i was just basically having a, a, extreme a uh, pleasure out of it okay so uh, that was there and then um, i would keep playing you know the, all, i mean you know as a kid you are gifted with some toy instruments mm-hmm. right like a, <laughs> i used to have a True. you know that uh, a toy piano and all so i was i was very intrigued about this and i would make you know play these instruments uh, create sounds and my parents did realize that i had some inclination towards music okay in fact uh, you know uh, we used to also have uh, i used to have this harmonica you wow. know uh, mm-hmm. and i used to just play and uh, basically uh, noodle around with that instrument also mm-hmm. um so uh, i would say uh, maybe this was uh, in a way my interest with music or my relationship with music was somehow you know it was revealed through these During little little things i was doing and my parents did realize that yeah there was something going around with this yes. this kid <laughs> So I uh, I was gifted uh, you know my first uh, electronic keyboard uh, when I think I was I must be 6 years old as wow. on one of my birthdays it, it was a Casio keyboard and mm-hmm. I still remember uh, the model number PT90 Wow and that <laughs> just opened up like you know a lot of things because uh, you know prior to that uh, so my neighbors uh, would be uh, my relatives and one of my cousins he had this amazing you know Casio bigger instrument mm-hmm. uska bhi i remember the model number it was ct310 wow and it was a yeah it was a it was a amazing synthesizer and it had this thing you know for a lot of keyboard players would know this so, so there's something called as accompaniment right so you have a yes. rhythm playing and you play a chord and you get a whole backing playing with Apne it so, hmm. so this cousin of mine you know he used to he used to play and i would really get fascinated 
he would connect his keyboard to these big speakers he had mm-hmm. and <laughs> it was it used to be one you know experience to just wow. uh, hear him witness him make music like this so i would actually sit in his lap and you know uh, I, i would really get fascinated and of course then later as i mentioned i was gifted this instrument mm-hmm. and uh, i wasn't really taking any formal training okay. as a uh, till that time uh, my younger brother uh, my mother had got him enrolled with a music classes where he was learning the tabla acha i used to actually go to drop him hmm. that academy was called vimal sangeet sadhana i clearly remember and okay. they were uh, in the same uh, in that same classroom there were two divisions two partitions so one partition was this tabla mm-hmm. you know used to go on aur uske you know the other side they used to teach the harmonium okay and whenever i would go to drop my brother i would I would get fascinated with. So I told my mom that you know I would like to learn, learn wow. this instrument. So that's how actually you know uh, I actually started formally learning Indian classical music on the harmonium. On the harmonium. I'd had a, a brief, uh, you know, like schools would normally have these special activities in mm-hmm. in you know summer vacations. Yes. So uh, I had a very very brief, short, uh, what do you say, a short termed. short duration training in tabla initially okay. but that was really very short but i would say this harmonium training was something in a way i would say was kind of you know like i really uh, started my uh, training in indian classical music and keyboard has always been my instrument so mm. that was the first keyboard instrument training you may say i started with indian classical music and i you know continued for quite some years yes and my gurus i would like to name them my first uh, teacher who taught me harmonium uh, her name is uh, we used to call her joshi madam and then my other sir pandit uh, pandit uh, pradeep chitnis who actually ran this vimal sangeet sadhana yes. so that's how my training started but at mm-hmm. the same time i want to mention this that my journey in the school as a musician has been very interesting mm-hmm. so parallelly my school life uh, i was uh, i was actually busy Uh, as a musician in the school really actively busy so i would be called uh, to play the keyboard for all mostly all kind of you know all kinds of functions we used to have in the school it be annual function it be it be the you know the annual day or the sports day and i remember i used to be called as the music director of the school wow and at that you know at that time it it felt really <laughs> great you know like you, true, you really true. feel that wow you know you, you kind of been given that would have never even thought at that time that would actually become true. yeah i mean it, that that feeling was so overwhelming you know and true. Uh, but i want to say this that uh, that encouragement that i have received uh, from my teachers um, in those days it still plays an important role because i think i dealt with something called as stage fear and all at a very early age because right. being in the school of course you know it was not really something uh, we didn't really play to very massive audiences but you know you know when you're going on a stage even if there are four people in the audience there is it's it's a thing you know to deal True. with so i i got to experience uh, you know being on the stage playing for an audience uh, at a very early age and i really want to thank my school for that and um, uh, my teachers mr gokhale from whom actually i learned that little bit of tabla and mm-hmm. uh, he used to also uh, uh, yeah he was very very much encouraging then we had some other music teachers uh, one of them i remember mr sachin patak sir so i want to mention these names because you know they they have been a part of the journey Absolutely. you know and uh, i i really uh, like to value that you know and and True. Uh, acknowledge True. that because i genuinely mean it that even today when i think about uh when i am performing with other artists or my own stuff mm-hmm. it's it's still playing such a immensely uh, yeah a very important role you know for me uh, i don't know if if i didn't have if i didn't have had this experience to the school i don't know how you know i mean how would i have been dealing with uh, you know the whole thing right now but i uh, i feel that because uh, so much of encouragement happened to me during my school days as a musician it still uh, adds a lot to my uh, you know the my career i would say in a way you know my musical awesome. journey true so yeah you know briefly that was a start and um, by the time i was uh, i had entered college i had already started of course i would like to mention also my another teacher uh, mr george almeida from whom i started taking my official Yeah. western music too. i was just coming to that that yeah. you know people know you as on a different uh, you know light so <laughs> i also know that you went on to do your trinity exams and stuff so yeah so uh, george almeida sir actually uh, so there's a funny side to this also in a way he he was unfortunately we lost him some years back uh, oh. but he was an amazing teacher and he was very strict 
so he somehow he had this whole thing he he said that i only teach college students mm-hmm. because he felt that at that age students are little more mature you know to understand or to choose you know the career and he actually was very very much clear about the fact he really wanted to train students who were serious you know who wanted to yes. you know uh, take music ahead as a okay. profession and all yes. so that's how as soon as my my 10th standard was you know i i started learning from him my initial uh, you know all the western music some jazz and stuff i i i learned from him western classical and there was a point when i wanted to do these exams trinity mm-hmm. college exams and then he said he actually advised me that uh, you know there are some teachers who are very well acquainted with the whole trinity college curriculum so i was at, he he did advise me that uh, fotados uh, mm. we know fotados which is such a massive you know they have a chain of these music shops yes. and they also conduct these international exams, exams. Yes. so he asked me to go and check there with them uh, because they have a list of teachers who are uh, enrolled or licensed you know by, by them. trinity yes. college who teach that and uh, through that process uh, i was lucky to get my another uh, western classical music teacher manikandan sir manikandan pillai i'm still in touch with him he's actually uh, he he resides in chennai now mm-hmm. and uh, he's is is an amazing guru he still keeps on enlightening me he keeps on sending me certain notes whatever wow. he feels that i should so with him under his his training i i did my trinity college uh, the grade 8 exam and but learning continues right <laughs> absolutely that's why yeah. he sends you those videos i guess i guess yeah, still, yeah, and then yeah, you yeah, still yeah. learn from them so that and then there there is endless list of all the incredible musicians that you know we've been listening to getting to work with yes, them yes yeah. <laughs> i will come to that a little later but uh, right now of course we spoke of all your gurus uh, gulu but uh, uh, having said that as a student uh, this is also for the people who are trying to follow you as an artist who are trying to take up music as seriously as you did riyaz is something jo bahut zyada mayna rakhta hai very much so tell me about your riyaz how did you go about it yeah you know if i be honest with you i think uh, you know if i really uh, my my actual golden time of riyaz hmm. was while i was studying what i also mean to say is there was a time when i wasn't really very busy professionally i mean i was doing some kind of shows but i think also the school days and and the college times when i was uh, regularly you know seeing my teachers uh generally the pattern would be we would have uh, you know music class once a week so you get one whole week's time to actually prepare and practice what you've learned yes which i feel is is really uh, an ideal way i had certain uh, structured practice activities like you know i would like when when it came to western music i would you know as a keyboard player i would i would practice all the scales and all mm-hmm. so i would there was a time when i would almost religiously do it really very regularly what i'm trying to mention is that actually riyaz is something that you have to keep doing it but mm-hmm. you know at some point in your career you start getting busy yeah where probably you may not be able to you know uh, dedicate like say if you if you would practice say 2 hours a day whatever or 4 hours a day or 6 hours a day depending probably that becomes a challenge when you are you know uh, working professionally you know probably you're a composer or a music producer or even a uh, a touring musician because hmm. you are always traveling or but that time that you get you know before you get busier professionally that riyaz actually does add a lot to what you're going to do in your rest of the life and i feel that is what is uh, you know it's doing to me some memories i have about how i would riyaz of course there was you know there there would be this whole uh, different scales and so many things that i would do and one thing which i would actually do actually i would do it out of fun but mm-hmm. i think it also added to my riyas and that is so i've been always very much fascinated with musical arrangements you know and mm-hmm. uh, to create musical arrangements yes so what i would do is uh, uh, i would take up any piece of music mm-hmm. and uh, uh, i would actually listen to it and try try to recreate everything that i was listening to it so which means not just the uh, uh, the musical parts but also the instruments so um, my my first music workstation which my father bought for me mm-hmm. uh, was this uh, instrument called jv1000 roland jv1000 roland. so it had a sequencer on it so that was my first wow. workstation i could sequence music on it and all mm. so what i would do is i would actually you know pick up a piece and then i would try to uh, uh, listen to even if there was a chord what which inversion you know the chord is uh, for those who doesn't know what is an inversion inversion is basically uh, the order of notes. notes so for example if it is a c c major chord which is c e g yeah. probably what you're hearing could be e g c you know so trying to yeah, identify that inversion and 
playing it you know or, or i mean sequencing it or whatever recording it on your instrument and also uh trying to create sounds like if i uh, probably the sounds that i was listening to in that record i i didn't really have all those sounds on my instrument mm. but then i would sit and create those sounds wow so i think that i was doing out of fun ba- back then but but i i think it was uh, giving me uh you know something which is uh, which is very important in in uh, music training is called as ear training right so yes. i think i was actually uh and it Unknowingly. is actually yeah <laughs> and it is actually part of trinity college uh, example so like there is a section in the examination where you know you are asked to identify what the teacher is playing and you have to answer and also before i had uh, this synthesizer i i mean i had the, all these smaller instruments and uh with limited technology i would try to do some really funny things something i have just remembered while i am talking on this i would like to share it this is this is in the time when i really didn't have any sequencer like like a instrument on which i would stack music so what i would do is i would keep this this little keyboards that i had in the middle of two tape recorders ah so what i would do is i would take a maybe a blank cassette put it in one of the tape recorders i would put it in record out and i would play something on the keyboard so mm-hmm. that's recorded i would take this cassette out and put it in the other tape recorder uh, and then i would take another cassette that 21. i would put in the other one so i would play oh back oh my god i would play back what i've recorded on top of it i would play some additional parts playing. and all this would get simultaneously recorded in this Amazing. another cousin so amazing isn't it <laughs> yeah i mean uh, i when i think about it now it really brings uh, <laughs> it makes me laugh actually but uh, i think uh, naturally i was being you know pushed towards uh, uh, the whole music arrangement side because i was genuinely very fascinated with you know the possibilities you could do stacking music together you know and uh, uh, something with, which a lot of musicians find challenging is mm-hmm. uh, reading music right yes. notations notations so in the college sometimes if i would get bored what i would do is i would practice uh, writing, writing notes mm. so the, the the way i would do is so i would have this uh, you know i would draw the 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 lines the we line. have a music manuscript yeah and i would just randomly think of a note and i'll immediately draw it So if I'm thinking of C I would draw it on the treble clef. On the treble. Mm. See when you're reading music that's what it is it counts. It is. You yes. see a note and you have to immediately play it. Correct. So this is how I would try to practice increasing uh, improving my uh, music reading skills. It doesn't sound good because I would do this in inside a classroom <laughs> when I was completely kind of <laughs> disconnected. You studied well I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you're doing exactly that yeah. right now so you studied really well. Riaz is something today also uh, I mean uh, I may not be able to have this structured riaz as I used to probably have it back then but what I try to do is whenever i get some time you know i probably would just pick up a, an exercise and keep playing it riaz is like your uh, you know uh, it's your hidden weapon in a way you know and uh, it's something that could that could put you on an autopilot as a musician when you are performing with other artists on a stage riaz is something that that also adds to your confidence you become so fluent with your musical language So definitely uh, to all the aspiring musicians I would really want to add to this that riaz is something that has to be there always you know you have to keep doing riaz that's a given <laughs> yes and you are you are a, you are such a wonderful singer you know it right yes, you've been yes. you've that's been, why the question in yeah, fact actually so yes, absolutely I think I've heard this uh, from the legendary Hari Aranji once and uh, he was doing uh, you know you know chilla they do right this one yes. and yes. he had mentioned this i mean someone as amazing as hari ji hmm. he's he was doing that and he did it fairly recently like not like you know in the earlier years of his career yeah yeah but just about 5 yeah. 6 years ago when he was already like phenomenally uh, you know he's he got his padmashri exactly. and everything and he still did but it still and that also and this is exactly the term i remember he used that you know it just kind of puts you on like an autopilot thing absolutely which is incredibly brilliant true. way to put it yeah. you've spoken of one idol of mine so let me ask that question next uh, gulu so growing up uh, of course along with teachers that uh, are actually teaching us and making us the musicians we are there are also people who we listen to who we idolize who we model ourselves based on so who have been some of your idols your models well actually many of them but uh, i would definitely would want to mention uh, ar amansers name because uh, when roja came out mm-hmm. uh, in fact a uh, few of his initial albums uh, i didn't even know that there was a composer known as ar rahman who was doing the music for all these yes but what happened was interestingly i was all i was constantly uh, attracted towards 
you know some film music I, i mean back then when i was in school i was i wasn't really listening to a lot of film music some stuff i you know i, I would connect and then probably you know once in a thing i would tell my father to, i would like to have that cassette and mm. he would buy me a cassette but i was not really hooked on to film music so much not really okay but when roja happened it just i mean we all know it right it yeah, was it was, it, it, it was it a was, wave yeah it was like a revolution for the for the music indian music industry i would say true it just uh, uh, brought a as you said yeah it was a fresh wave and the whole idea about uh, interesting combination of melody with arrangements technology with organic music so as a student i just connected to that music and uh, it happened that i was already i mean i heard some of his albums as i said i was not really knowing that there's this person call ar rahman yes but then later i found out i i actually interestingly found out ki all this stuff that i was tripping on was done by the same person it was ar rahman so oh, you didn't know is it okay in the in the very initial stages yeah. actually my fascination fascination towards uh, arrangement music arrangements music production started from there mm. to be honest i was not aware of something called as music sequencing or music arrangement by then back then because whatever even with ramanza's music whatever i was listening i thought everything has been played by different musicians that was my uh, that Understand. was my understanding because that was the way it was done in those days exactly he came up with the whole exactly. trend so to say so what would happen is when i would do uh, when i was uh, i would do the school uh, uh, you know functions hmm. i and sometimes i would get the you know the chair of the music arranger uh, hmm. probably to put together some piece of music so i would tell my friends different musicians hey you play this you know what use the stick and just just play the edge of the snare and you know not wow. the whole things and then okay i'll i'll i would ask the other keyboard player you just play these two notes okay i'll play these so you know that kind of uh, somewhere triggered the whole sense the the whole music arrangement wala aspect in me in you yes so rahman sir has definitely been a huge influence and then obviously uh, so many great musicians i remember my uh, my music sir almeda sir he shared with me uh, this cassette he said you should go and you should check out these musicians and mm-hmm. they they were the legendary jazz musicians dave brubeck and paul desmond and wow some of their most popular works uh, i would say they are like kind of jazz standards they are jazz standards they are take jazz. five yeah chikoria and then so many musicians actually <laughs> actually you know also uh, like ardi barman sahab sd barman sahab we were always listening to them right yes and they they've been a part of our system True. So uh goes without saying that these are also some of the you know uh, really huge musical idols. I would say when it comes to the uh, our music industry of course Shankar Hasan Loy I I think take it as a blessing that I got to work with them as well along yes, with Sir Rehman sir. Yes. Extensively actually. Yes. Ranjit Barot sir definitely uh, it's a uh, it's a huge uh, honor to me to say this that he's like a family to me. Wow. And uh, they've been really like music idols right and you you've been learning so much totally the list just goes on because uh, there's so many international artists i enjoy this whole blend of electronica meets organic music mm. so there've been some bands who've been doing it really well like really well, yes. name a few deep forest uh, afrocell sound system legendary musicians like sting because they've always had like even someone like sting he's he's always had uh, this fantastic blend of uh, different genres Yes, so yes, I, yes. I I think that that is something that has always drawn my attention. You know, when I when I see different styles of music being brought together, mm-hmm. so world music is always something I trip on. Pretty so much. Many, <laughs> I mean, I can go on actually. Yeah, actually. So now we're coming to uh, three songs that you've loved working okay. on, and we're going to start with song number three right now, and then during our chat we'll come to two and finally one as well. <laughs> so let's start with uh, song number three, one of your favorites among the ones you've worked on. Actually, a lot of people don't know that um, my first film was this film called Tutia Dil. You know, a lot of people think that my first film was Ungli, in which because yes. Pakiza was a song, was which, a song. Uh, which got a lot of love. But there was a film called Tutia Dil, and uh, um, that soundtrack is very, very close uh, to me and my dear friend Manoj, who's written the lyrics wow. of that film. Hmm. So there's a song called Satrangiya Dil. It's got a vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever you do is actually born out of equal passion and love. A lot of love. love. Yes, yes. So, but since you've put this parameter that only three, then um, you know, <laughs> okay, I'm just trying to put together. Yeah. Something. So this one is Satrangya uh, Dil uh, is number three. It's a little vocal thing I've done in the beginning of the track, mm. and a lot of people would ask, "What is this? Is that some effect?" I'll try to sing it. It's basically mm-hmm. it goes like this. Nimini na nimini nimini na nimini nim. 
so a lot of people would think that hey, is this a some kind of a synthesizer or what have you done what made you think of this why did you <laughs> come know. up with this <laughs> I, i don't know but i think uh, the kind of stuff that i do i i really get fascinated using vocals in different ways ways so i've uh, seen that with all of <laughs> all of your tracks actually tell me some memorable incidents you've had while working with different artists or doing your own composition something oh, yeah. that comes to your mind during recordings during comp- composing you know the thing that that actually has been common while working with all these great artists like it be uh, shankar esanoy mm. it be ranjit barut sir it be uh, rehman sir mm. it be salim suleiman also is that there, there there's been a sense of nostalgia that happens to because there was a time like i kind of grew up listening to you know them so you know forget about working with them even the fact of just trying to get to meet, meet them, them. <laughs> as was like a thing you know True. <laughs> so uh, whenever there been times you know when i was performing with these f- fine artists for example if if it was shankar esanoy or if it was rehman sir and you know there there are, there are times when you're playing a song that you were probably listening you know back in the school wow so true and mm. you are actually at that moment on that stage you are actually playing that song with the with that artist you know with yeah <laughs> the very artist and the same music that has inspired you mm. uh, you know at some point of your life it still inspires you yeah uh, but somewhere in that particular moment you are contributing to it in a very little way maybe yes but that feeling is completely uh, it's just humbling and overwhelming and very emotional at times like i'm yeah. telling you trust me there have been moments where but i really felt like you know it just oh, fills you up yeah. you know it fills you up o- overwhelming and and i think the beauty also is that that artist yeah. has uh, you know believed in you yes. enough to yes. come and contribute on yes. that day on that stage yes. i think that's also so that's amazing and i'm sure you're experiencing experiencing absolutely. that absolutely goosebumps moment yeah it just kind of uh, you know uh, reiterates the fact that first of all you should dream mm. and because when you dream then you know you aspire you you work towards achieving your dream and if you are very determined and you keep your will power you know in the right place and also you work hard that is also there yes. there's no shortcut to that, to that. Yeah. dreams do come true and uh, i i look at these moments as as those rewards you know and as a kind of a certificate you know that really really uh, also makes you realize that you have to uh, acknowledge the blessings and you know stay humble and you know because that is something that uh, is so important i guess some more things i i really a uh, few things that i would ra- like to mention about all these great people is what makes them great is that you know even if they are pretty much senior to you they give you that 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 respect and uh, the kind of freedom you know they believe in you i and think it's their humility also which yes, shows up in that time very much very much so if for example if mm. say uh, say for rehman sir has called me to produce some music for him you know as a musician you think someone like him you know who's done it all <laughs> what are you going to add <laughs> what to? am i going to add yeah. yes you know what i've learned is that from these people is that every uh, every artist and every musician perceives a piece of music differently yes and we have to all respect that and that's what they uh, you know whatever they've liked out of whatever i've been doing they probably felt that let's see what gulraj has to say on this you know what yes. is his dialogue to it and that that freedom and independence they they give is and the trust that, that they put on trust, you for yeah. that i i think that's that that makes me learn in in return that tomorrow if i am getting a musician on board you know it basically teaches the art of how you get a different point of view on your music yes which is so important and it does, does make a lot of difference because mm-hmm. a lot of times we are thinking of something but maybe a an interesting thought just brings could could just completely a brand new you know, perspective yeah. so to say so i would say that and uh, something again uh humility is something that has to be there you know there is your music is actually or any piece of uh, art that you practice is an extension to your personality right to your nature and what makes these people great is because they are such wonderful human beings absolutely so that's something i i think i you know i get to learn from them from them trying to apply on myself <laughs> absolutely coming to your uh, workflow gulu yeah uh, so as a composer what do you begin with and where does it go and as a producer how does it go it's a very random process honestly <laughs> <laughs> and it could okay. sound very unorganized <laughs> but uh, it's always different uh, you know uh, it's actually response to stimuli you may say in a way mm-hmm. it's different in different uh, times so when i am uh if i'm composing something it probably for example if i'm composing something for the for a, for a film mm. so there is 
uh, already there is a uh, what you say like a situation that that's been given to me so mm. that becomes the starting point for me what is the song about if it's a love song then then i have to kind of think that kind of starts that the genre. thought process yeah yes. but for me i also arrange and produce my own music so my approach to writing a song could be uh, it varies from time to time sometimes i would probably write a riff first mm-hmm. when i made pakiza actually mm-hmm. i was driving to the studio and there was this uh, this guitar line that is in the song mm-hmm. that was ringing in yes. my head and uh, manoj had given me uh, this word called pakiza which means pure pure so that was actually it also in a way became like a starting point for me you know even that lyric became a starting, starting point. point so in that song uh, i was driving i had this guitar riff going in my mind and i was just oh pakiza i'm just singing a low key but that was the starting point for me mm-hmm. and i reached the studio uh, uh, i put down that guitar part uh, sang this first line and then i continued extended and of course then the rest of the chorus and all happened happened so in this example this is how it all started mm-hmm. sometimes uh, it is the melody while uh, it does it happens to a lot of us mm. sometimes you are under the shower and like suddenly something is <laughs> yes. ringing and you just want to reach and you quickly reach. recording into your phone yeah so <laughs> quite some stuff has come yes. out that way mm-hmm. it's not only melody at times it's also sometimes you think about you know some grooves or some arrangement mm. ideas or maybe a riff mm. and you just want to put it down and then you probably get to your instrument and you hear it back and mm. So that is there. If I'm producing uh, stuff for for some other composer, uh, the starting point obviously is uh, is the melody that has been that put. Is, Sometimes, yeah. like for example, someone like Shankar Sanlaya, you know, they mm. themselves are really great music arrangers, producers. True, true. Sometimes a basic track has been put there, mm. so that becomes a starting point. Yeah. So it varies. <laughs> Completely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do lyrics usually come first when you you yeah. compose? Yeah. So or? at times it is it is different. So like in Pakiza's example, Pakiza was the word that I had. Mm. I composed the melody and then Manoj wrote, wrote over. Wrote on it. Okay. Sometimes uh, lyrics are there. You get the lyrics first. Mm. Uh, like at times I actually ask uh, uh, the lyrics writer to give me something that inspires. That inspires me. Like, you. Like some hook or you know something. so that is also uh, that is how, how i prefer at times mm-hmm. see especially when you are when you are writing uh, when you are doing a song uh, to a subject it also actually at times you know even even when you're doing ad advertisement work Jingles, you know yes. when you know that there has to be certain things to be spoken about whatever that brand you're you're actually yeah in. that's a different world you yeah. just have 30 seconds 40 seconds yeah. you have to say it so all so so then uh, at such times i would probably prefer to have the lyrics mm. first but even with songs it happens sometimes you know you you land up uh, having a situation where the director and the lyrics writer have you know they've locked on some lyrics and which is great also because lyrics also have inherent you know a sense of rhythm a yeah. meter you know a yes, time yes. signature in in that and true so yes lyrics also at times uh, do become a start starting point. point yeah yeah all right uh coming to uh what is the biggest challenge that you faced either as a musician or in your life and how did you overcome it i think all of us lavanya you would also agree on it uh as artists uh <laughs> we, i know where you're going <laughs> yeah is that like all the other art forms even music is very much about you know how much you have to actually put in your emotions right yes uh so so many times you are not in the right frame of mind you know you probably may not be in the best of your you know moods, moods and all <laughs> and you are expected to do a dance track wow <laughs> you know <laughs> now we're talking so uh, club track even better <laughs> yeah that yes. makes it better you know that is the challenging part uh, mm. that's when you know you you become this this personality you know uh, where you actually enter yourself mm. you you go into this one room and you have these so many uh, you know uh, as an imagination i'm saying you know you yeah. have so many uh, lockers of uh, emotions different emotions and you yes. just pull out that one you know uh, you just open that one locker and you put so that's it. the jacket you're wearing for the yeah, day yeah <laughs> and and then you just put in and the best part is because i you know music is is meditative in a way so once you get into it then you are in a in a in a state of trance yes. then you are no it's you are one with what you're doing absolutely so when you are when the process starts getting there then you are inside but the challenging part is in the beginning you know how do you get, get yourself there yeah 
we've heard of this 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 phrase like the show must go on right so in a, actually in real sense it does apply on us because sometimes mm. there are there are deadlines we don't really have a time okay today i'm not feeling well maybe uh, maybe tomorrow i'll mm. do we don't we don't have that luxury every time us din master dena hai us din master dena hai yeah you have to right. just do it so i think mm. that is uh, but that also uh, adds a lot uh, i think to us as you know it makes us more stronger i guess yeah true I so resonate this with, uh, with this because uh, you know having done radio or hamara wo bhi nahi hota ki ek bar galat take ho gaya hum dobara le sakte hain there are times when i've really really forced myself and switched on that on air button and just gone on like you know yeah 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 because it's just not been a great day or maybe somebody bumped my car when i was coming know, to work know, or yeah, yeah. you know it's so many things and then but um i think my thing for it has always been that um, post the show i've actually gotten out of that mood and i'm feeling absolutely yes. fabulous yes so i'm sure that's happened with you post Definitely. the song you're feeling so good that you made such a Definitely. good one because that's that, how, that bad mood is gone yeah that's 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 why you know because when you when you get into it yeah it's that that's why i said that you know you get in that state of you may call it meditation you yes. you're one with that thing and it's actually it, it does therapy on you True. you know as you said you're right actually True. after you through it it just makes you feel so good and i think also more empowered as a person you know like uh, actually you kind of walk through it yes absolutely <laughs> tell me a eureka moment for you uh during your playing during your composing any one moment which has been like that was life transforming what was that you know the moment you you hit that that chord and and you sung that note that just becomes a eureka moment because yes. you, you just you just realize that this is going to uh, this is going to lead to something really interesting mm-hmm. and i would say that's more personal there is something when you're making a song for something right yeah that is different but sometimes when uh, you're just playing for yourself yeah and also when you're trying to do something for someone else but now you know that maybe this is not going to work for this what you're doing <laughs> but you know this is something you know it 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 is something very interesting and musically overwhelming and i think that definitely becomes kind of a your moment your come moment yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and you've had many such obviously many of such yeah and i look forward to having many. <laughs> many many more wishing you also okay coming to one life principle that you live by see the thing is i uh, to be very honest you know um i don't want to sound that i'm trying to preach something mm-hmm. but something i kind of uh, believe mm. and i try to do it is uh, something which i had mentioned sometime back that the art that you practice is an extension to what you are and the least that we could do is try to be good human beings now we are all not gods or you know so we are Nobody's none of perfect. we are not perfect yes. yeah but the best that we could do you know mm-hmm. at that whatever moment is something which is more important i feel when i'm doing music i kind of also look at it as as somewhere it's a responsibility also because you know when you're mm-hmm. doing something when you know that people are going to listen to this and or, they're also putting their trust in you to yeah, deliver that yeah yeah so then you really want to respect yes. that trust and you want to do something uh, which of course you also enjoy at the same time you know the listener also connects to it and mm. and probably seeks what he is he or she is looking for now coming to your song number 2 what's on your <laughs> list i think i would say pakiza mm. uh, you know as a composer it it just made me reach more people into mm. more audiences I mean, obviously it was it was on a film platform yes. and we all know that uh, you know yes Uh, the reach of the film industry in our country especially is pretty much high i th- i think a lot of people got to know me more as a composer and you know they i, I mean i i would say in a way i got introduced to much many more people true uh, as compared to as i was earlier it makes me feel special because a lot of times i mean i got some certain kind of responses something that that really makes me feel good is mm-hmm. people said that uh, you know that song has something it different does. about it see i mean i i, I shouldn't be the one talk telling I'm this but it does. <laughs> <laughs> so that 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 feeling is uh, is very uh, it really makes you feel good because you know this is the school of thought that i have uh, that i've come from you know i mean i really believe that when you make music mm-hmm. uh, what is that x factor that you bring you know to the table like there's so much great good work happening but then uh, what is that special thing that you do so when people give you that response that you know this you know it's a great song but at the same time it has something different mm. in it so i think pakiza uh, i was actually given a brief of some song which is completely a different song wow. now, there is always generally you know yes. right like there there will be a brief given to you by the director or or the producer that you know 
you, this song for example something like this yeah and i kind of i think i really went totally different from what and i like to do it actually okay. because I, i i like to respect the flow because sometimes when you are when you start doing something and mm. it starts feeling good it could be completely different from what you know probably you were asked to do but yeah but then you respect the flow it's part. a great song so you have yeah. to go with the entire exactly thing. actually i won my first award as a vocal artist which you was yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was nominated actually even in the upcoming composer and upcoming uh, uh, vocalist thing so i thought if i win i'll probably win the composer wala award <laughs> but it was completely yeah. not expected that i got to uh, in fact know. that was one thing i'm very intrigued to ask you yeah, yeah. i'm going to ask you right now uh, i really felt that was a perfect voice for this song but did it as a composer come to your mind no, you so want to get is, someone else to sing it this did is this the come whole, up this is the whole thing so i was not supposed to sing that song so There as a composer <laughs> yeah so what happens is as a composer you put down a melody right and yeah. uh, i remember uh, I had this meeting with Karan Johar sir who's uh, who was the producer of the yes. film and uh, I played him the song and it was initially in my voice and I told him also he 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 really loved it he, he heard it once he said just play it again and he he heard it twice and uh, at that stage it was only the mukhra you know uh, and the chorus part chorus that's part. it hmm. so the first part of the song and uh, he said i instantly love it and i told him also you know we'll have some interesting boys in this because i genuinely thought get some hmm. good singer you know you just put for an idea sake you just put a cute track yeah uh, so intentionally i wasn't supposed to be singing singing that song <laughs> but it so happened that after some time i got this uh, you know i was talking to someone from dharma production and hmm. he said that karan sir has said that he actually loves your voice and he said that if gulraj wants uh he can keep his voice very kind of him he said it will be even good for him so what i really uh, uh, respect is that you know i was given the choice that if gulraj was it was not like let gulraj kai was i wanted no, it was not neetha and i still took some time uh, i was still thinking of quite some because there's some fantastic playback singers we have here right yes yes, yes. Uh, but then what happened was each time i would i would play to someone people would react that hey your voice is sounding so good <laughs> So then that also kind of becomes a little bit of a you know uh, you you are assurance that okay booster for you yeah and then you have to start respecting yes uh, yeah that's how unintentionally i landed up being the singer on the song <laughs> and <laughs> amazing so anyway coming to something kind of related to this something that you discovered along your musical journey about yourself as a person i still think that i'm not a great singer <laughs> <laughs> for example uh, if you talk about pakiza mm. i think what worked is when you do something with your true heart right mm. uh, it may not be the most complex musical piece of work but something in which you just add pure soul to it mm. it connects and uh, it does wonders yes singing has just is actually a byproduct of my the composer side of me because yes. you have to sing at times there's no time to call a singer and present the song to just present you it. just sing you know and you just give it but uh, that's how um, uh, when i started getting these reactions from people that hey man you sound so well and you should sing more and now i take it as a responsibility i'm trying to you know increase and yeah. get better at my singing also yes, i'm correct. trying <laughs> i'm trying you know like really see this singing bit is just an example but even when you're writing music if there be that truth and you know that honesty and it really really connects you know we are not very easily convinced with things that come easily <laughs> you know true but true, we have true. to respect when things just happen in a flow you know sometimes you just get the best of the ideas in a click but i think we we have that little you know uh, that skepticism yeah, that maybe itra easy kaise aa gaya you know let's let's think something <laughs> more deep but sometimes that is all needed you spoil the yeah. you know spoil it doing that exactly. actually yeah so i've learned this also that uh, sometimes some things come to you you know and and you just feel there is something good about it yeah. you feel something right about it and you have to hold it you have to you have to respect that that gut instinct or yeah. the you know the intuition that this Correct. is something worth it exactly and one more thing i would like to say is that um, sometimes i'm too critical about my own work like there is a song in in the album gandraj adiraj which mm-hmm. i was not very kicked about for some reason and i thought you know let's not scrap this yeah and what was that song by the way the, there was a song there's a song called uh, janagana bhajamana mm. which has been beautifully sung by the singer prajakta shukla it was in my voice only scratch i was like no man but manoj was the guy he said no you know this is a good song and let's keep it in mm. the in the album and when people heard it they i really got some great reactions yes. so i have this is another learning i've had that sometimes you know you should listen 
to what others are responding to your piece of music you know mm. i mean of course as musicians we are really very critical about it which is good in a way because you keep pushing yourself yes but sometimes we get a little too much uh, carried away you know and sometimes we ignore the innocence of the something beauty that and the simplicity yeah. of it just being yeah mm. that is something else very interesting <laughs> some song gulu which is not your song yeah. but uh, which you wish you had composed or played on or sang <laughs> I would say it if that be the case uh, it would have been Yasi Wadia my Rahman sir wow yeah <laughs> what I a mean, song i too much i mean really yeah. also whenever i listen to it it's it's unbelievable this is one of the songs which i really feel that if i could have if i could get close to do something you know as i won't i won't say i want to do exactly the same thing yeah but yeah you know something as grand and as beautiful as it because i think uh, yasi wadia is a, is again an example of everything there's incredible composition lyrics production singing also visually when you look at oh, it oh yes it, totally the film it's it's amazing so everything about that song the way that song starts with that bass line and those you know the yes. harp thing and okay. you know i remember that was a time of uh, the initial days of you know we had these hi-fi systems mm. where we we would have you know speakers with <laughs> double cassette separate speakers yeah, yeah, yeah. all of those with decently good bass and treble response yes, so yes. I, i think i know i still get blown even today when even i today. play it tell me something uh, about a life lesson that you have learned but you didn't learn it in one go you needed to have repeated beatings and finally you learned that lesson okay that's tricky actually <laughs> um this is something which is very important what happens is i think sometimes we really really underestimate ourselves you know us as people that's not fair on our own side because then you fall prey to a lot of things you know a lot of situations like uh, you may start feeling sometimes people take you for granted you know True. and people are probably not even giving the piece of respect that you deserve in the true sense so it's it's uh, i'm not trying to sound like a rebel but it's about it's a responsibility for each one of us that we have to stand by ourselves you know stand by our own side you have to speak for yourself at times you know True. That has taken me some time to learn and I'm still learning in a way but I think I have to some extent I have I'm working on it I've worked on it and I'm, I've got better than what I used to be <laughs> initially. <laughs> The problem is you know as humans I think there's this natural tendency of us we compare ourselves with different people mm. you know and uh, a very common example I think that happens to a lot of artists is that we try to compare ourselves are yeah see look at that artist he or she is doing this or probably by this age he or she had already become this and i am still not there true now true. that is not fair because each one of us have a different uh, life different sense of upbringing and we are all products of that the journey is so journey is different so first of all it's unfair to uh, have that comparison in this process we again underestimate ourselves or right. we get discouraged that is not cool yes you should be ambitious and you should keep pushing yourself you have mm. to be a strict teacher also for yourself at the same time you have to value your thoughts and your beliefs there's something in which you believe really hard mm. and people kind of disapprove of it true i won't say that you have to completely ignore someone else you should take your time and think about it but frankly at times not not every time the other person would be right Exactly. Because something that you thought of it was your purest belief with yeah. your heart. And that is also what uh, you know has taught me a lesson that at times you know you have to really go by your heart. Yeah. <laughs> so true actually. I think after this lamba chat uh, I still have to ask you this question. Yeah. If you were not a musician, not a singer, not a composer, what would you have been? I'm sure I would have been um, something in the automobile industry. Wow. Because I have always had, I think you know, with Sardar Ji's, <laughs> there's something about <laughs> right. There is something about cars because uh, I have had, I still have huh. immense um, craze for cars. I would, say, you know, I would share with you this experience. So when I used to be in school, mm-hmm. I used to keep drawing different models. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I would just randomly draw, uh, you know, some fancy models, and another. He's he's one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. I would give him this drawing and tell him ki just name it. Now the best part is he's actually in the automobile industry now. Still already. <laughs> he's, okay. He's wow. doing it really well full time. <laughs> when I was in the school and when I would get asked what do you want to be in your mm-hmm. life? I would say musician and an automobile engineer. Now wow. I didn't know also what is automobile engineer but I knew it's something to do with automobile. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So probably I would have been doing something with automobiles for sure. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay, coming to another favorite which usually is a favorite with most musicians, khana aur gana saath mein hota hai hamesha, right? So let's come to your favorite food favorite cuisine or food whatever that is it definitely starts with indian cuisine because 
आई थिंक इंडियन क्विजिन इज लाइक वर्ल्ड म्यूजिक राइट बिकॉज या आई मीन यू नो योर टेस्ट बर्ड्स आर इम्प्रेस्ड इंस्टेंटली आई ट्रिप ऑन दैट you know in a way indian chinese i am mentioning indian chinese i was just going is, to you yeah. know do you like indian chinese yes, what yes, i was going to ask because that you. is that is something uh which has i think you know a lot of musicians trip on indian chinese mm-hmm. right uh but i do enjoy a lot of italian cuisine you know kind of well. stuff like lasagna and of course pizza and but to be honest i've realized that i've never really had my choices it sometimes you want to venture out and try out things mm-hmm. like the incredible shankar mahadevan sir he is <laughs> All of us know, right? Yes. He is such an incredible foodie. Yes. I still remember we were actually touring in America, and uh, there's this uh, joint. Uh, it's called Baba Gum. It's a. Uh, mm-hmm. It's known for shrimp, and you will laugh on this, but he mentioned he he recommended some dish. So okay. it was I think it was some gravy mm-hmm. with prawns, and the bread we have the pow. The pow. Yes. I'm telling you, trust me. It was like a missile pow equivalent of that uh, shrimp. You know. Oh wow. Well, missile okay. pow is is the delicacy here we yes, have in Mumbai, in Maharashtra especially. So uh, basically, I I uh, there's no spe- uh, specific reservations. But at the same time, I have to mention about even the in Indian cuisine, even the South Indian cuisine mm. is wonderful. Whenever I get to travel to Chennai, I trip on the different chutneys that you have. You know? Yes. <laughs> Because generally here we are only offered this one. white narial chutney, chutney which is fine yes. i mean it's not bad but i still i i, I do remember so there's this place which is close to ramans studio mm. and then normally you know whenever i'm there i would go there to eat eat yeah. this uh, it's called the uh, i think it's called ghee roast dosa oh that yummy and it's served with a platter of these amazing chutneys yes food ke bare mein we can keep go on and on going <laughs> and uh, do you cook gulu Unfortunately, no. Okay. And I think that is where I'm missing out. I guess <laughs> because I've seen a lot of uh, foodies, including someone like Shankar Bhai. He's an amazing cook. I know. So I think I should. Yes. I, I mean, I do very basic things, but that's not to be mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're really, really hungry, what would you ask your wife or whoever's making the food at home for a quick fix? <laughs> what would it be? Something as simple and that could be probably done very quickly is dal, chawal, and ghee. Mm. So that I just trip on that. Would you also say that's your comfort food? Yeah, in a way. Yeah, <laughs> All right, and absolutely irresistible. मतलब even if you're on a diet, you can't stop yourself. What's that one dish or dessert, whatever that is? <laughs> I think ice cream. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite I mean, flavor? It goes without saying, chocolate, mm-hmm. and uh, that's something I think a lot of my fellow musician friends they know that <laughs> gulu and ice cream is uh, is a thing. But sometimes I do try to resist it. But uh, you I try? Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> but you're not successful. Does that? I mean, do? especially you know when you have a running nose and all, you can't really yeah try these things. But uh, as simple as it sounds, ice cream's uh, been really a pretty much of a fascination for me. Yeah. <laughs> Coming down to song number one, what would that be? There's a song called. Uh, तुम जीवन फ्रॉम गणराज अधिराज विच केम आउट इन द फर्स्ट पार्ट ऑफ गणराज अधिराज एंड टू बी ऑनेस्ट अगेन एवरी सॉन्ग इवन ऑन दैट एल्बम इज स्पेशल फॉर मी यू हैव पुट दिस हार्ड को रूल ऑन मी जस्ट पिक वन सो इट आई फील अनफेयर बट it it just became special because uh, what i tried doing with that song was i tried to do it uh, very much like an a cappella thing so mm. it starts with voices and towards the end then i've added some instruments yes. to it Generally, uh, also Ganraj Adiraj as an album is special because uh, the second number song we spoke about Pakiza. So that film actually happened to me because of Ganraj Adiraj. Wow! Because uh, my work on this album was heard uh, by someone from Dharma Production, and that's how I was approached for the. Really? So I, I I take it as a blessing because Ganraj Adiraj uh, will always remain a very special project for me and my fellow friend Manoj Manoj Yadav. Uh, it's been a dream project for both of us. Tum Jeevan, yeah, I, I could say that could be my number one. Number one song, <laughs> brilliant. What's the one thing that nobody knows about Gulu? Some quirky habit. No one should know about that. <laughs> yeah, that's the. One. No, no, we won't tell anybody. <laughs> oh God, that could be. I change my mind very quickly. <laughs> some of my friends really complain about it. So sometimes you know, like for example, some plan we are supposed to have, and then suddenly I have changed my mind. We're doing something else. So I kind of snap. to a thing and uh, do you go incognito don't pick up calls is <laughs> equally embarrassing while i'm saying this yeah. <laughs> that I, i and well i should not speak about this other thing but 
okay fine some of my school friends they really make fun of me when i'm eating something like an ice cream mm-hmm. because i don't know for some reason i i drop when i'm eating oh. so i'm i'm a very i'm actually equally a child when i'm you're eating you're so loving eating it that you're not really aware that it's falling off <laughs> it's it's yeah i mean uh-huh. it's it's actually um, i don't know it's something uh, like children while they eat they drop right and yeah but due respect to food you should not drop food but that is uh, i don't take it as a good habit or whatever <laughs> i have to still work on it but there is a there is a there's a set of friends i have who have a gala of a time when they just watch me at eat <laughs> especially ice cream and all because then there is all that lousiness that's happening <laughs> this ice cream dropping you know wow so should be a child at heart sometimes but i hope pe- yeah i do i hope people don't really discover this <laughs> <laughs> okay one last question before we go um what would you like to give as a message to people who are following you following your style and i don't know if i am eligible eligible to you know guide someone or give a message but uh, some things that i try to follow myself you know is is what i would share uh, the whole thing about respecting yourself and whenever you you make music you have to believe in the what you say the purity of uh, the way it's been said because again uh, something we actually spoke about some time back is that the comparison bit you know is the is not the right way to go at times mm. okay you can do it critically to learn that okay if this is a great piece of music this is what makes it great probably i could try these things in my and uh, i think patience uh, is a very important key especially in our field industry yes because i want to say this it's a serious concern and i have seen some very good musicians you know uh, going in depression or probably you know um, it's sad to say that yes i am saying this out of experience whatever little bit experience i've had is mm. that if you believe into something you know put in all that you got in there mm. because it will happen time is a factor you know it will take time it will probably not take so much time but if you believe in something if you want to be something if you want to whatever you you know aspire to be you have to follow uh, it with with all your energy with all your uh, positivity and i feel when you do that and and of course given put in your effort your hard work i feel when you do it the universe responds to it you know it it rewards you it also projects all the energy in that direction and uh, it happens it does it does take you where your your you know you're going i think you have to really be patient at times you know you have to mm-hmm. give time to some things because things are not instant always one last thing i would say is enjoy what you're doing you know because mm-hmm. that, it ha- there has to be joy and satisfaction in in what you're doing if you enjoy what you've done i think everyone else will enjoy <laughs> wow okay gulu i really can't let you go without playing something so how about something special only for our listeners Om Brahma Om Rajna Kara Tvameva 
तुम विष्णु ओम पालन करता तुम ब्रह्मा ओम सर्वदेवतात्मा तुम विष्णु ओम भुवन absolutely blissful and divine brilliant absolute heartfelt chat with you gulu thank you Thanks. so much the amazing gulraj singh is who we were talking to thank you for being with us on the show thank you lavanya such a pleasure doing this uh, amazing chat with you and i want to say this it makes it extra special because you know you yourself are such a brilliant musician <laughs> singer so uh, thanks thanks a lot again to have me around On the RJ Lavanya show you've been listening to me Lavanya you can follow me RJ Lavanya on Facebook and Twitter and RJ Lavanya P P for podcast is my Insta handle do follow subscribe rate and review this podcast don't forget to join me next week for yet another inside out chat on the RJ Lavanya show kuch baatein karte hain